0: Everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Pez E Podcast. I'm your host, um, Cameron, or Mercy. You will know me on Twitter as uh, Pez Rumors, which is now a redundant name. So thanks, for me for that.
1: I should probably change that <laughs> soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, today we're joined by the one and only Camaldino. So how are you doing today, Cam?
2: Not too bad, mate. Yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Good. And. Um, also joining us from across the pond is Terry F. Gaming. Uh, thanks for cheering in, Terry. How are you doing this evening?
3: Definitely. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to delve into whatever happened in the past week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really excited as well. Um, all the podcasts this week have really inspired me to get on here and just start my own because they've been really enjoyable, I thought. And it's, it's although for the wrong reasons, it's been nice to see the community talking again and communicating with each other. But it's Enjoying
2: nice it. to see everyone. Uh, diving in with their opinions no matter what like uh, offline or online community you're from it has been like positive to see everyone getting together
0: yeah actually it's actually been quite a it's been quite unified at the opinions so Mm -hmm. everyone's agreeing on one thing for once which is nice to see it is indeed yeah so this is going to be a podcast all about e-football um our thoughts on the reveal and franchise as a whole going forward but before we get into the details, I just wanted to ask how we all first introduced the Pez. So um, I'll start off with Cam. What was the first game in the franchise you remember playing? Um, and what attracted you to the series?
2: So my first ever game was Pez 2. And how I got into that was back when I was young, um, when I used to buy like the old PlayStation 2 magazines, they used to come with like a DVD disc that you used to put in your PS2. And that was yeah. my source of getting the latest trailers or testing like the latest demos for games. So when you're a kid, anything that you love can catch your eye. And when I was young, it was Manchester United and David Beckham. They were just absolutely massive for me when I was uh, young. And then on this disc, there was a trailer for a game called Pro Evolution Soccer 2 which um I didn't know anything about at the time and to be honest I weren't really into my football games when I was younger despite me being like a massive football fan when I was young I was playing like Grand Theft Auto Vice City and like Tekken mm. 4 and it was mixed with Queen and David Beckham like the trailer and it immediately yeah. caught my eye because me being a massive like Beckham fan when I was young it was the first time I saw in a video game one person being replicated like so well that had his free kick motion, that had his two thousand and two Mohawk that he had at like the World Cup. And when you put such a popular player like that in the spotlight and again, me being young and impressionable, um, it just it just connected with the We Will Rock You trailer as well. It was just something that I wanted to try. Then I think a couple of issues down the line, the the demo was on one of the discs. I tried out the game for the first time I think you could only select like England versus France I believe but I tried the gameplay and the rest is history absolutely loved it so yes that's how I got into uh, Pez. I mean anything that was when you were young when you used to see the screenshots your eyes would light up and that's the yeah. that's the feeling I got from seeing Pez 2 for the first time
0: yeah and um what about yourself Terry um how did you introduce the Pez? Well,
3: funny enough, Cam, this is just going to turn into the David Beckham podcast. uh, (laughs) um, So I grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, and Dwight York is playing for Manchester United. His debut season, I think he scored 29 goals. That was the treble year, I believe. So the entire country is following Manchester United. I was always a Real Madrid fan, but just the fact that we had a player playing for Manchester United. Remember, just noticing, hey, this one guy keeps passing him the football, <laughs> <laughs> and it's David Beckham. So, fall in love with Beckham, as we know Beckham's appeal, everything about him. Actually, was a big FIFA fan because uh, I played World Cup '98 by my cousin, and the Trinidad and Tobago stadium, the Hazley Crawford Stadium, was in the game, which is really insane when you think of it. Wow, uh, that man. game, FIFA it actually is. Wrote yeah. To, yeah. FIFA wrote to World Cup '98. Is such an incredible game, especially for the time. But you could take your team from qualifying all around the world all the way to the final. It was just an incredible experience. But it was around uh, Pez Four, I would say. And Cam, it's really funny you brought that up because I remember I went by my cousin's house. He was I was playing FIFA at that time. I played FIFA from FIFA ninety eight all the way through two thousand five. I bought FIFA every year and played it, you know, every year. But my cousin around Pez Four. He got the game and he invited me over one day. And I'll never forget, he was on the wing with England and he hit a cross with Beckham and he did the exact movement, which <laughs> is why I'm cracking up, Cam. You know, his hand, his left hand a little bit lower, his right hand in the air as he swung in across. It curved perfectly. And then from there, I was hooked. So really, I don't think I bought the game for Pez 4, but then from Pez 5 on, ever since, I've been like a diehard Pez fan. I'll never forget when I got Pez 5 um and I remember just playing with Real Madrid in La Liga. And I just couldn't score. I remember I played the first seven games, and every game nil-nil, or I lose one-nil, and I was having a an absolute blast. And looking back, you know, that's what really drew me in. The of course we know looking back, it wasn't as realistic as our memory or a nostalgia might tell us, but it was the closest thing I had seen. And at that point, I just been hooked ever since. So that's kind of my PEZ story. And then, you know, every year from then, deep master leagues, I have master leagues I can remember from my childhood, you know, mm. that that still give me, you know, goosebumps today. So it's been a it's been a long journey with PEZ for me.
0: Yeah, you know, for, for a lot of people that that player ID back in the day was So good for all the big stars. And it it, it drew a lot of people to PES over FIFA at the time because just the way Beckham would take his free kicks and put a a cross in, it was so, at the time, it was groundbreaking.
2: It was, like, attention to detail, like, looking back on it is amazing. I mean, if you go back to the boots he's wearing as well, it's, the boots are, you know, pretty good quality in comparison to, if you were looking at, I don't know, your FIFA 05 or 06, like, a lot of the boots were very pixelated. So Pez yeah. Pez did a lot of things back then that were, you know, if you were if you're a detailed enthusiast, like it will whet the appetite for that. So Pez did a lot of things, as you know, good back in the day. But uh,
0: yeah, yeah, it really was a special time. But mm-hmm. well, for me, I, I'm, I mean, I'm only 22, so I think my first Pez was probably Pez six, I think, at a very young age. Oh, that's not a bad because... start, is it? <laughs> No, no. That's cause, impressive like... for 22. <laughs> 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 yeah, because um, both my uncles are really big Pez heads, and you know it's just the only game we sort of had. So I used to play that a lot. Um, and yeah, I guess I I did. I guess I did try FIFA every now and then, but I I used to always be that kid in school who people would be like, "Oh, do you play FIFA? Like, do you want to get on our team?" I'd be like, no, I'm you know I play Pez," and they'd give me a funny look, sort of thing. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I just always, it's just the the feeling of of scoring a goal in pairs. I You just you don't really get that in FIFA for me. Mm-hmm. I never really. It's just that that feeling of just it hitting the back of the net in pairs. Um Yeah, it just it really is a special thing. And yeah, so I started with PES six. Uh, the, the PES I probably enjoyed the most was thirteen because the yeah I love that I mean, as the well. Master, the master league and that was incredible. I remember doing so many seasons of that. Um yep. really was a great year for Master League. Um probably one of the last really good years for Master League i would say.
2: Mm-hmm. It's still talked about today which shows that that year for PES in terms of the Master League is the standard going forward but we've not really seen anything replicated for that offline mode going forward so um it just remains to be seen what they have planned um uh, in this new you know e football with uh, the offline modes.
3: Yeah. I wanted to offer something quick um, for me because I was such a FIFA head from, you know, like I said, from 98 to 2005. I'll never forget the feeling that every FIFA, you just needed to figure out what the gimmick was in that FIFA. Mm-hmm. And then once you did, you would just score every game. So it became routine. You, I remember at points I would even handicap myself playing career mode and not doing a specific thing that would lead to a goal. I grew up to a PES and it's just this completely different experience. You you could tell, you know, we're gonna get into this next, I'm sure, but they really cared. They really cared down mm-hmm. to the the tiniest detail, not about the bells and whistles and all the extra fluff on top, but about what foot, what a football game should feel like and what it should represent. And I think it's not a shock we have, you know, the I would say issues, but you know, everything that's going on today, if you compare it to the past, you can just see the level of detail and what the focus was on just has just changed. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate for some of us, but it's also, you know, things change in life all the time. So lot to go through. But that was really what I think all of us just early on just felt like, whoa, this is something special. You could feel it. It's still special because we talk about it today as if it came out this year.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the whole gaming industry has sort of moved a lot since then into online and stuff. And,
3: yeah, I guess I guess just offline.
0: I mean, I know we're all big offline players uh primarily so i think i I don't know if we have to just get with the times or because you know online is is what everyone cares about now isn't it
2: it is i mean it's it's the the biggest out of the two player bases in terms of online and offline but it's just one of those that i prefer just to relax and have a good time offline um but again like you've said Konami are changing with the times. They've gone down this direction of you know the free to play route and whatever tra- uh, micro transactions they're going to add into there. Obviously, whether we think it's going to be good or not gameplay wise, I do think the business model itself will be very successful for them because oh, yeah, when, for you, sure. when you when yeah. you when you mix free to play and the world's most popular sport into one free to play on all major platforms including your mobile uh, devices there's there's no harm in just downloading the game and trying it out
0: yeah from, from a business standpoint it, it is the perfect move it's it's very ambitious as well to have every platform playing together we haven't really seen that before so mm-hmm. especially in football games so from a business perspective yeah it is it's it is quite ambitious and you know it, it will be a huge success even if the gameplay isn't up to scratch or anything it it will be a huge success simply just because of the mobile market and how
2: big that is. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we just have to see, I think.
2: I mean, touching up on that as well, you've got to think um, putting mobile as a platform that can go against all the other platforms like your next-gen consoles and the last-gen consoles. There's not not a lot of people who can afford those consoles, even the last-gen consoles. Some families can't afford them. But depending on what type of phone you've got... You'll be able to play against other people, so I guess that's what they're looking at in terms of just trying to get everyone involved in this new uh, route that they're taking. Yeah,
0: especially in certain regions, like I think in Brazil and other regions, it's it's yeah, exactly
2: you know, like yeah, uh, like Indonesia. It's massive over there, but that'd yeah, be yeah. it, it's it's good for them because again, you know, like I said, some people don't have the luxury of buying an annual title, so it'll be good for some people, but not for other people.
0: Even in Japan as well. I think Japan its a very mobile-centric market, isn't it? It's not a lot of... I don't think yes. consoles
3: do very well over there anymore, mm-hmm. do they? So I think in the West, we do miss this a lot, you know, because we're not in these markets and it's a different type of gaming experience for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But, you know, last year, I think, was the first year I really noticed just how big Pez Mobile was. I started my YouTube channel last year. And I think early on, just looking around... I would see these Pez Mobile, um, you know, channels and I never really paid attention to it at all. Right. I'm buying, you know, the new game every year. I'm seeing these views on the channels and they're massive. And, you know, it's all like Indonesian, Indonesia, especially. You're right about that. I saw so many of these YouTubers yeah. and their views are through the roof. And the sad thing is, it just feels like, you know, Konami's a company. are looking at what makes sense and they made a pivot that likely like you all said it's going to be successful makes sense based on how their player base has changed and i think in a way it just kind of you know instead of competing with fifa it's like they just said you know what fifa you do your own thing we're just gonna go into this market we don't even have to bother with this one-to-one losing battle that we've been fighting for years and now we can just kind of work in this sphere and dominate this and, you know, Pez does have this legacy of us more serious offline players. And, and I don't, I don't want to believe we're a dying breed or that they really don't care about us at all. Uh, you know, if you just kind of take a bird's eye view of everything that's happened since, you know, 2013, and you just look at the promises made and the promises not kept and the products you've been delivered, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. The writing's kind of been on the wall for a while. You know, even last year, them cutting the price in half, obviously they pushed it as a season update and everything. But that was already a step towards making it free to play. And then this year, we're essentially getting a continuous season update forever and free forever. So it's, uh, I think while we're, you know, while we're in it, it's sometimes harder to see that this was trending this way for so long. But then again, I think it also falls on Konami because that trailer that they released last year, and the conversations around it is nothing compared to what we've gotten this year, and it does make yeah. me think. I don't really think Konami's is this incredibly forward-thinking company, right? I think what happens is they tend to pivot and kind of give us whatever they think they can placate us with us with when they have to, and I just don't know if this was the plan last year. I think some elements of it were possibly the plan, but you know, you look at the slowdown of the delivery of next-gen consoles. You know, last year no one could get one. I know it's still really hard. Even if you have the means to afford it, it's still really hard to source a PS Five specifically. So I wonder. You know, that definitely plays into it. But uh the writing's been on the wall, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and even with like you look at the Pez Light games that have come out the last two three years, the writing really has been on the wall because they've been hugely successful and probably brought in a, a you know quite a large. I mean, because those games came out two or three months after the full release, so. Really, if you're just a My Club player, you could just wait two, three months until you know after the games come out and just play the light version, and you can get you know a full My Club experience of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, the writing kind of has been on the wall for a while, and even with the name change last year to eFootball Pez, was a little indication as well. Mm-hmm. So
3: bad times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I do get the feeling. We are dying breed as offline players. I think it just—I would love them to change my mind, but it just—we just feel like a small subsection of the fan base now mm-hmm. who they're not really paying that much attention to. And you know, I hope, I hope this DLC for the Master League does blow us all away, but I don't know. I just think
2: respectfully, I don't it, think it will. Like I—I yeah. I, I, I don't. Um, like Terry already said, we've been promised so much since the last Best Master League that we've not really had a good offline mode since. Um, Become a Legend, that's highly popular. When's the last time you've yeah. seen that being updated? To me, that's a filler mode. And what I mean by that is that it's just there to whet your offline appetite experience, but it's just not going to get updated every year. So if you board a Master League, but want to go down that single player route, you can try it, but there's nothing really else to go on other than just constantly play games i know you can like um try and incorporate your own content on it by making scenes on like gta and try and make your own career like more exclusive content wise but even that can only go so far just because playing games repetitively on become a legend can be a little bit stale
1: yeah
0: i I don't even know last when was the last time they added something to become a legend
2: I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't.
3: They've just been taking away. You know, I um thanks to Cam, who's always hooking everyone up with retro Pez. Uh, I went back to Pez 2013. Funny enough, I do have the. I still have the disc and uh, my. Was that PS? Was that be PS3? Yeah, I still have my old PS3 and the yeah. disc. But I recently got a PC. You know, a couple months ago to get into the modding on PC and everything. And uh, I played Pez 2013. Become a Legend, and I'm in sh- if you watch the video I did on my channel, I'm in shock every step I go forward in Become a Legend or Master League because I genuinely forgot how many different elements they did include back then. Become a Legend, I genu- I don't think there's been a thing since 2013. Um, I can't remember if 2013 allowed you to like request your position, which is something I know that's in the more recent games where you can say you know you don't want to play left wing, you want to play up top. But other than that, you know, you look at what the mode used to be you used to get scouted in the beginning. You would play like a training match. Right. And then yeah, teams would yeah. offer you a contract. You know, if you look at PEZ 2009, uh, just the 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 art behind it and how they even set up Become a Legend. I, I don't know if that was the year, Cam, you may know if they launched Become a Legend. Was it oh nine?
2: Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was just you, you, there was so much excitement for it at that point, And you felt like, wow, where is this going to be? And it's really crazy, you know, we're 12, 13 years later, and it couldn't be worse. It couldn't be more of (laughs) them. And, you know, know, I can offer this perspective, you know, um, being American and living in America. I played, you know, NBA games and Madden and American football growing up. And apart from 2K, which have, as much as people do kind of get on NBA 2K with their microtransactions, they still put in so much effort into the offline game. They still care to some degree, and they still give you an experience that as much as the 2K players really, at this point, feel like it's stale. If any football game did what, what that game is doing offline for basketball, I think it would be a complete revolution in the series for everyone. People would, they're my, you know, my player. They're kind of what would be there become a legend is, is eons ahead of what anything we've, we've seen really from, um, honestly, either PES or FIFA. It's not even close. It's not even
0: close. I've I've not tried it myself, but I've seen their offline modes. And if if any football game was even even twenty percent of what that mode is, it would be revolutionary in our eyes.
3: It is incredible. Yeah, one thing that I've been stuck on, and not to take us too off topic, but playing two K. You know, you scan your face into the game. It looks exactly like you. It looks like a PC model from Pez made it. Sometimes you'll get some mistakes, but usually if you take enough pictures, you'll get, you know, a good face scan. You play in the NBA or whatever, but then you can go online and they make their money from the park, right? Which is essentially you taking your character online, right? And you're playing against other characters. I've, I know FIFA kind of has Volta and, you know, I know on Pez you can, I'm pretty sure you can take or become a legend character online and uh, play co-op, I believe. But, um, but I'm surprised that if you think in terms of making money and microtransactions that either FIFA or PES hasn't really committed to making that mode, you know, so engaging because the funny thing is for 2K, that's their money. You know what I mean? Their money isn't even necessarily based on, you know, team versus team. It's everyone using the character they spent time with built up and then playing against other characters online. That's brought them by far the most money. And I've always felt if you're, you know, i played that online, right? I don't enjoy playing Pez online. I enjoy playing 2K online, you know, every now and then. And I've always felt, you know, either one of these football franchises really should have just said, we're going to make a kind of my player become a legend mode that is so enthralling. Even an offline player is excited to take that guy, their guy online and play against other players. But I feel like no company, FIFA did some of the journey stuff, but obviously, you know, that was a different character. But I've also, I've always felt if you're going to go the microtransaction route, that actually could be the most lucrative, or at least you know maybe the most exciting for the fan base. Yeah, the the journey was interesting. I, I did did any of you two try it?
2: Yeah, um, it was it it was cool. I would have done it. Like in, I think the first year you had started as like the young Alex Hunter, so like you played as um, like a kid in like a a football match. And I think the second. Yeah. Year of the journey, or it was the third or one of the two, you actually play as Alex Hunter's granddad. I think it was Jim Hunter. And uh, you get to go back in like the 1980s or maybe even even earlier than that, actually. Um, Probably the 60s. And you get to play like an old-fashioned game. So, um, again, the single-player-become-a-legend style can be successful if there's a lot of immersion in it. FIFA tried their hand in it and it weren't that bad but i didn't i didn't play it fully to complete the story
0: i think they have sort of retired it now have not they because
2: i think like volta's like the new uh like secondary mode that they had they had the journey for 3 years and now it's volta um which i believe will be for the third year as well maybe but um i've tried volta um i had like fifa street expectations but it's, it it it's not it, it plays very different to what fifa street was it's just FIFA um, gameplay with just skills, but none of that like arcadey feel, um, like the old FIFA Streets was. But it, it's not too bad. But I don't really, I don't really uh, play it too much.
0: Yeah, I've not. I, I tried um, Volta actually, I've oh, played a FIFA and since probably since sixteen, I think, or
2: seventeen.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I wish one of the games would have just put a lot of love into. I think if one of the games put a lot of love into it, it would be a really big deal. I think a lot of people would get behind it. Um, but I guess, you know, you know has just never given it much attention and FIFA tried the journey and it, it, it was interesting, but I think people lost interest in it after a few scenes of that.
2: Yeah, I can agree um, on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: It's just a shame, really. But, um... I do wonder if, um, I'm sorry there, but if, if FIFA did make the journey initially, you know, your own character, obviously with those cutscenes, it would not have been able to be exactly the same. But, you know, we've seen games from, from a long time ago where you could make your own character and have some kind of decision making process. So mm-hmm. I, I guess for FIFA, you know, they wanted to invest in getting these actors and putting together this kind of like linear storyline. But, you, you know, I think had FIFA, I think that was actually a good opportunity. And had FIFA gone with some version of you being able to take your own character and something similar to the journey, you know, 2017, we said, right? Then yeah. I think it could have taken off just on the even the topic of microtransactions your conversation has me thinking was should pez have really leaned into master league online when they kind of tried it around the 2010s 2011 i do wonder if you look at the pez user base which is you know usually maybe a little bit older but also more into offline not the new one that we're talking about the kind of legacy fans to use some Super League uh, (laughs) terminology. But I do wonder, you know, the the people like me who don't necessarily like playing online but love Master League, they really leaned leaned into we're going to give the most interesting online kind of career mode experience Um, because that's where career modes or Master Leagues go stale, right? Eventually you feel like, well, I know more about the AI than about the players that I'm buying and what I'm building with my team, so I'm always going to build a strong team is actually competing against other people trying to buy the same players like a real transfer market i do feel like if you look at what pez is and what has driven pez master league is definitively the mode that defined pez until now like there's no doubt about that master league is pez it even has a weird name that doesn't make sense right (laughs) um when you look at that it really makes sense if you lean into what your strengths are right it would have made sense for Pez to uh, go the microtransaction route, but do it in the mode that was the mode that drove that franchise. And I do think, you know, look back to around 2013, 2014, you know, they botched every transition, they botched every single gen, next-gen transition. I can't believe they've done it again, because they kind of <laughs> did, in a way, if you look at the feedback for this one. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, PS2 to PS3, disaster. You go from the highest-reviewed, generally accepted you know as the best football game on the market you know pez were pez was the with a movie that would win an oscar whereas fifa would win like the mtv movie award if you look at it that way back then uh they botched that then they botched 2013 to 14 and then yet again i do wonder if master league online was actually like that golden egg so to speak that pez probably should have really focused on because it is what their player base was at the time and still is to this day in many ways
0: well, you've now got rumours of FIFA doing online career mode. I just think it's a massive missed opportunity for one of these. One of these games need to do it because, like you said, that like, could you imagine a an online career mode where you do transfer with other players? And it's it's a live, you know, it's a live market, and you you know, the transfer fees won't be ridiculously low or high, or it'll just. I think it would be a really. It's a missed opportunity, I think.
2: It is. I mean, you've got to think as well. Um... We as like offline players, the only online alternative we've got is the Ultimate Team version of like what Pez are now currently doing with like My Club, and like also Terry said, I don't really touch online on Pez. I play a lot of online games in like other departments, like um, uh, Warzone, or um, I do play FIFA online now and again, Pro Clubs. Um, yeah, but with like your Online master leagues or like some kind of online career building mode where you could trade uh, players with other users or anything like that. It would be something that I would be interested in. I don't know if I'd continue like playing it because I do feel Pez online is an exploitable game. And what I mean by that is there's there's avenues that you can go down to, to win a game without you actually being good at it. So yeah, um, yeah. I would like to see it come into fruition one way or another. Um, But I must admit when Master League Online was out back in like the PES 2011 or 12 days, I actually didn't play a minute of it because um, I wasn't interested in it. I was playing like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 or Modern Warfare 3 or whatever it was. But I don't actually know how it worked back in the day so I guess after this podcast I'm gonna actually have to do a bit of research and see how it actually worked
0: you know I must confess I'm exactly the same I've not played one minute of um Master League Online I, it just never really at the time never really interested me I was also playing one warfare two at the time a lot so um oh, yeah make it a, hat
3: actually... make it a hat trick me as well so we are actually the problem
2: yes we are <laughs>
3: think as well honestly it probably was too early you know we we just think of the capability of the you know the ps3 at the time and kind of where gaming was because I just imagine you know me in 2017 for example now getting presented with master league online right and I'm just imagining especially now being even more involved in the pez community playing some kind of master league with Spoonie with cam with the true Brits and we're all in the master league and maybe the microtransactions, for example, aren't necessarily for players, but maybe I want to have, you know, more training on my youth team player, right? So I have to spend 199 US, for example, to get uh, a training boost that could last for the season. Now, I'm not a microtransaction guy at all. I do not spend any money online, even in any games that I play. But for something like PEZ and something like Master League, where it could have been that fun, that immersive, even me, I think I would have actually been enticed by 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 things like that if they could have really put it together but i do wonder listening to kind of all of us who rejected it at the time if it may have been just too early in the kind of cycle of modern gaming and what online gaming ended up being
0: yeah i I can't believe we just talked about Online for 10 minutes and none of us have played it (laughs) (laughs) maybe it was ahead of its time and you know yeah i mean the online infrastructure is a lot better now um Mm-hmm. Yeah maybe it just was just a two ahead of its time. Right. Well, anyway um shall we shall we move on to that trailer then?
2: <laughs> that trailer. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> that trailer. Do, do we want to talk about the trailer? I mean I'm having a lot of fun reminiscing about old PES.
2: <laughs> reminiscing about Master League online the game mode none of us have ever played.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a Mandela um, it's a Mandela effect. It is it is <laughs>
0: It's been a full week since the reveal trailer, I think, hasn't it? I think it's been a full week now. Uh, Yeah, it has been, yeah. It's been a full week. How are we feeling about it now? We've had time to digest all the new information. I'll start with you, Cam.
2: Well, um, I don't know where we start. Um, When it was announced or released, um, I was in work, so... At the time when everyone was reacting to it and saying, like, it's not good, I was just, you know, doing my job. So then when I got home and then realised that what everyone's saying doesn't look good, I had to obviously see it for myself. And I was just, I say just disappointed. It, It was very, very disappointing. I think because from the teaser trailer last year, to the trailer of eFootball. In between that time, we had no news on the game about anything. Any kind of uh, event coming up, like E3, Konami backed out of it. So again, our news for the next game was um, halted. Um, The eFootball Open, they announced that they were announcing that there's something coming on the... 19th or 21st or whatever it was but we already knew that from the um the advertising boards in that beta that came out and like i said the only thing we had in between that time period of the first teaser trailer and the e-football trailer was articles of um the photo realism and how the crowd is looking better than ever and um all the other stuff that they were hyping up. And last year's teaser was the start of my expectations. And then when the eFootball trailer dropped, it was like, this is very different to what was um, communicated. So when I saw it for the first time, it didn't look premium whatsoever. I am not a graphic designer. I am not an expert on video editing, but I know what they put out didn't look premium to a point where even if it is free to play, what I was watching didn't really hook me in. Um, Some parts looked more high quality than the other. There's that current rumor going around that the stadiums in that trailer or teaser, whatever it is, are the only parts that are next gen. The rest are like current uh, versions of whatever version it is. Yeah, that's from the Reddit leak, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, and I just don't understand why the first trailer, you'd release something that's so low in quality, and then once the trailer was done and dusted, we then got communication saying that our next piece of news, having waited one year for this trailer, is a month later. So now we've got to wait another month for news, and what the first trailer should have done is give us um, good impressions because that's what you do when you first see uh, a person or when you, I don't know, go on a date for the first time. You want to be impressed by what you see is in front of you and I just wasn't whatsoever and it's just one of these things now where we have got to wait till the end of August to see what they're going to do in terms of the next bit of news that they're bringing out. The Like I said, the first trailer should have been the introduction for Hype and the second piece of news should be something for us to build onto the hype that we already had, but I don't think it's going to be anything like that at all. Um, again, the the one part that really confused me was the the PK and Iniesta. Um, oh God,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: The like, no offense to, to to them, they're just doing their job. They're you know incredible players, and I just didn't feel or didn't sense them having a purpose in that trailer for whatever reason they were in there for, other than to say, oh, look, we've got Iniesta as an advisor and we've got PK as a defensive advisor or whatever it is.
0: What's that Iniesta clip from last year? Heard that.
2: Someone else <laughs> said that, and, and again, I just don't understand you know, why they were in there. And then the roadmap, when that was first announced, the only thing that speaks out to me is that the game is just not ready. Um, and the only reason I say that is because there is distributions of how it's been released. So um, you get the nine teams on release that you can try out, and then you get the team building mode, which will be My club, and then eventually you'll get the um, eSports tournaments, which what they're doing for the first time according to one of their um, like pieces of information on their websites. There's no amateur esports tournament so maybe i'm going to get myself into that and uh hopefully win something but no in a nutshell i was uh, surprised but disappointed
0: it always comes down to the communication does not it economy
2: yeah it was for, for me just... like it was like i said weird how we had no communication of anything within a year not even a little screenshot of hype or anything to really get us excited for the next one. And like I said, the only thing we had is the community finding articles that are talking about photorealism and what to expect from the next game. And then everything that has been building up with articles and last year's trailer, what we got in this year's uh, eFootball reveal was just nothing to what we were expecting or promised.
0: Don't get me started on those photorealism articles because that is just i mean to release an article like that a few months before the trailer and you put out graphics like that in the trailer it just it i don't see i just don't see the correlation like where in that trailer did we see anything resembling photorealism
2: well here is i said this on uh fishy stream um they said in their teaser trailer description last year that the title is being developed with an updated engine that will enable us to dazzle you with staggering improvements to all areas of the game. Expect more realistic player models and animations, and enhanced physics with photo-realistic visuals. What in that trailer showed any of that? Not one bit, for me anyway.
0: Maybe the stadiums a little bit, but not not really. They kind of look. They probably look good for current gen. Oh, sorry, previous gen now. Mm-hmm. Those stadiums, but. Is it anything mind-blowing for next-gen? No. I wouldn't say
2: so. I think it's the whole thing as well. Like, if you have got a next-gen console, and it, they even said on um, uh, Twitter last year that the game is being built from the ground up for next-gen consoles, but mobile are also getting a you know a piece of that pie as well. But even though they've said, I think it's uh, on IGN, that um, the next-gen version of eFootball is the main version of it going forward, but depending on what platform you're on, it will be downscaled to make sure you can run it properly. I I just don't see like the appeal of a next-gen console now, unless you've got other things to play on it. I, I definitely yeah. have got other things to play on it, but if you've bought a console specifically for Pez for this next-gen venture, then um, it's just disappointing. Yeah. Um, what
0: are your thoughts, Terry,
3: after... boy Uh, (laughs) i think it might be have to do my research it has to be the worst trailer they've ever released for pez i think it is i I actually think it's hands down that trailer was so poor and listen no disrespect to anyone who worked on it i'm just really being frank for what is expected now Mm -hmm. especially not even just you know pez leading us on think about this guys this really goes back to Pez 2020 you know, because we didn't get 2021. So at that point, and even back then, the rumors, you know, once we had the season update last year, rumors were that, oh, this idea that we're taking a year off and we're really working towards next gen has been in development for multiple years. I was actually so excited when I heard that. I accepted the season update like, hey, that's fine. You know, I can do as much as it's not the perfect game. I can do PEZ 2021 for a year. You know, especially if I know that Konami is not making the mistakes that they've made in the past, transitioning, as I mentioned before, from PS2 to PS3, um, and then PS3 to PS4. So I'm excited. I would not release that trailer on my channel on YouTube. Yeah, same. <laughs> if I had, like, I would think, oh, this does not look good. So for me, what is kind of baffling about the entire thing, without even getting too specific, is how did people at Konami headquarters see that? then think yeah this is cool based on everything we've said even based on that just in general to be honest they should have just released if you guys remember remember the pes 4 opening montage which is yeah <laughs> yeah which is yeah. incredible the pre-rendered face i mean it's all um you can you the players are vaguely reminiscent of the real life players there's that totty looking player who like chips the keeper um reminiscent of Totti's goal in real life if they had just released that exact trailer and just put eFootball on top of it, it would have been exciting. Oh, what is this? Maybe it's going to look something like this. The, the So many parts of the trailer are just poor. And the crazy thing is I can't even really find any redeeming part of the entire trailer. The music is bland. The voiceover is atrocious. It sounds oh like, uh, was it like, speak, like text-to-speak program? Like Siri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 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 proposing that you're this modern game right that's going to somehow get everyone on every platform playing together but and like you said cam no disrespect but andres iniesta and gerard pk in 2021 how how are those yeah. and i know you have the barcelona partnership of course but i even mentioned on evo web said so you could have got pedri pedri was a big star at euro uh 2020 Right, he, he basically rose to another level over the last season. Ansu Fati, he's injured now, but still. The, if you're going to have to use Barcelona players, at least use players that are younger, fresher, more exciting. Iniesta is halfway to retirement for a couple of years now. And Pique, even still playing for Barcelona, has been semi-retired the way he's been playing <laughs> the past couple of seasons. And then Gerard Pique looks like he has a host- he's in a hostage situation with someone <laughs> off-camera pointing a gun to him to give him to give the most bland comments on defending. You you mentioned Cam that it didn't feel like they were needed. There's nothing they said there that was remotely to me. Obviously there's that you know they're trying to make that connection of one-on-one play and different things, but it's all fluff. There's nothing there that meant anything Mm -hmm. and what I think what annoys all of us about Konami is they have one of the best user bases that you could find. Are, you will hardly find a game that has this many people this committed to it in their free time spending hours upon hours making the game better, editing videos, doing all these things. And when I saw that Whedon's had left, I already got nervous. I think this was a couple of weeks before the, um, the trailer release. Uh, if anyone listening doesn't know Whedon's incredible guy, he's been doing YouTube videos for years on Pez and eventually got hired by Konami. And he did the trailer last year. I don't know if you guys remember the Pez 2021 season update trailer. The Messi trailer. Very.
2: It's ve-
3: yeah, it was incredible. It's
2: the, the Pez 2021. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah.
3: yeah, like exactly. So the 2022 trailer that they released last year is very exciting. It's a short teaser, really. But the actual trailer they released for Pez 2021, I couldn't believe it. They showed Pez five. They showed Messi back in Pez five. It was well edited. They had like that great scene in the room where all the legends lined up. I was. That trailer, coupled with the 2022 announcement, had me so excited because I'm thinking, okay, if this is the trailer they're dropping for PES 2021. They're telling us they're taking the year off to work really hard on this game for next-gen, so they're not even rushing out next-gen, the first year next-gen came out. There's no way the PES 2022 trailer is not going to just blow us away. Mm-hmm. And it really was, like I said, the worst trailer I've seen for, um, for PES. It was bland. Nothing in the graphics looked that good. Obviously, there are some nice shots of the stadiums. But the problem is, by the time they released last year what was possible on Unreal Engine, everyone just went wild. You know, we've all seen that Gareth Bale picture that someone created on Unreal Engine <laughs> that a lot of oh, yeah. websites have now posted, oh, this is PES 2022. And I just think people, when you announce things like this and you, you build this hype, you're setting yourself up for failure. And like you mentioned, Cameron, you said, uh it's communication and it's been it's been communication with konami forever as much as i know konami just not good at this stuff i still feel what they presented last year and what we got now does not line up in any way that this is what they planned definitely feels like i don't know if it's COVID hitting them harder than they thought i don't know if it's just a restructuring of the company because ultimately it just feels like Konami looked at everything, decided, let's just cut our payroll, get rid of a bunch of people, keep a much smaller staff, do this cross-platform game, and just that—that'll be enough. Our profits will go up because we won't have as much high expenses. And even a guy like Whedon's leaving. Obviously, we don't know if he left on his own. We don't know the details behind it. But that is a quality person from the community who rose to prominence from doing excellent work for the community. You brought him into your staff. You know, everything about that seems like, okay, we're getting towards something. He did excellent work, well-received trailer, and then a year later, we get that monstrosity, which is, I I cannot speak enough about how bad that trailer is. i watched it so many times at this point, down to the fact that the thumbnail, the thumbnail (laughs) is horrible. Uh, (laughs) Right, the thumbnail, the
0: first thing I saw when I got out of bed, I saw the picture of Messi and, was it Neymar, I think? And from that moment, I just knew... They've, you know, it's it's over. I just knew before even clicking the video, like something as simple as a thumbnail they've got wrong here. I just,
2: I mean, they did a better job selling uh, a season update, which is built off Pez twenty, than they have with their new game. Last year's trailer with Messi, what Whedon's did, it's possibly one of the the best trailers that Pez has ever uh, brought out. And even though, as I said, it was. A season update for Pez 2020. It's still got a lot of people hyped to actually buy the game, which essentially is, you could say it's just a roster update. But I do feel that when Pez 2021 uh, was released, there was a little, a um, few tweaks that made it a little bit more different than Pez 2020. I do feel that Pez 2021 has been successful and enjoyable if you've been on PC. I think the modding community is in the best like, state it's ever been in. You can find any mod on EvoWeb for the smallest detail, from uh, bibs to ball boys being on the sidelines to net mods, lockdown sounds. It's just an amazing time to be in if you're a PES 21 fan. And now that we're on a new engine, there's that whole question now, can this new game the be moddable, because I've seen a lot of people on Evo web say that that, that, that there has been uh, limitations with modding on the Unreal Engine. I don't know anything to do with that myself. But um, yeah, it was just, as you said, um, accepting that we're having a season update. They're taking a year off so that the development team can put their extra you know, time into this next generation game. And it was just nothing to what we definitely expected so uh well
0: the season update sold really well didn't it i think it sold more than uh pez 20 actually
2: it it did do well like there there was times where like i just didn't play it because i was just bored but then you've got virtua red who brought out one of the best all-in-one mods for the pc and that kept me occupied for a long amount of time because it was just a community-filled mod from the best mods around the world on Pez, put all into one big mod for everyone to, to try. But the problem with that is my experience of having that extra time to play Pez and to forget about that we're playing the same game again. Um, not everyone can do that because PCs aren't um, cheap, sorry. So not everyone has that luxury of trying PES 21 with the mods but uh I, I do think I'm right in saying this that it's helped you keep yourself occupied Terry with all the mods because I know you were console first and then you got yourself uh, a PC with all the mods.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've been putting off PC for years with PES. You know, you hear about all the, you know, I'm I'm talking I was back doing pixel editing. If you remember pixel editing. Yes. the uh, the logos and badges and everything. Um, you know, back in, like, the mid-2000s. So I'd always, you know, known things would be so much easier on PC, but, you know, with, with PlayStation, you could do enough, you know, if you had the time. And I think we all know editing Pez was this oddly therapeutic experience sometimes. It was half the fun just sitting in edit mode, getting everything set up. So, you know, we were very used to that. But, yeah, it's... Pez 2021 has surprisingly been, for me, a real joy especially, you know, getting into PC. And then you look at, I'm looking at my version of PES 2021 with the virtual Red Mod, 700 stadiums. I know I have a face for almost every player in the game. And then I see that trailer and I'm like, I would rather a PES 2022 season update. Yeah. I would much rather a PES 2022 season update with a couple tweaks here and there. The crazy thing is, I think that, like, that kind of led to the initial just fear when we, i think the trailer really just created fear that's what it really did mm-hmm. because it felt like they just ripped away all of our childhoods completely mm. the point where we can't even just get the same you know if you want to call it you know not that great but we can't even get the same average game we've been getting anymore like they've, they've taken it away to the point where i can't just say okay whatever i'll play pes 2022 with a couple of tweaks you know as we know you know from pes 2015 really to 2021 it's really been the same game with a couple of tweaks. Obviously, you know, from 15 to 17, and then that's been it was kind of similar, then 18, 19, 20, 21, very similar. But I, was, I actually felt after I saw the trailer, I'm like, man, I just actually wish they just did another year of this again and tweaked a couple of things. This trailer, it just, you know, people were kind of running with the RIP Pez, but it really is that. It really is them saying, and they've said it. They're not holding back. They said, this is not the game. You know you know it's a different game but you would think right if that's the line of thinking you're going with hey this is a new thing that the new thing would be so good you wouldn't think about the old thing again exactly whereas the new thing has just made us feel like oh my god i did not realize that pez 2017 was one of the last peaks we would have and it's uh it's 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 frustrating and it's even more frustrating, like I mentioned, given just how much talent there is in the community and how much desire there is in the community. I just want us to fun crowdsource the game. At this point, I'm like, I want PEZ refugee status. We can all go create our own <laughs> game. Uh, because I'd be like, that's where we'd all be happy at this point.
0: Could you imagine if, if Konami were really entwined with the community and, you know, Imagine if Konami asked the community, who do you want to see on the cover every year? Or if they got more involved with Pez Universe and the kit makers, the people that make keep Pez alive every single year.
2: Well, I'll tell you what they did do. Um, You saying that when you said, uh, just said, sorry, um, what would you like in this, that and the other. They actually did that on the Pez dev page that they rarely use on Facebook to ask what kind of legends you want in the game. Uh, i don't know if you've seen it i think it was when Pez 2020 released or just after there was um uh, a post on their dev page saying uh, what legends would you like to see in in Pez in general and again what they're asking for on feedback is like what are we gonna have to do to get these players in for you to spend your money instead of saying well what are we gonna do to make the game better like i always think that konami have a vision and they'll stick to it with a little bit of feedback here and there i don't know if i say i don't know i don't believe that they listen to the community as much as um people think that they do um for me i was big on the whole mantra of the game is a community driven game Technically, still is with all like the the kits, the option files, and how content creators have to really make their own content to make stuff engaging. Like with your master leagues and your my club series, there's not a lot of content in either mode, so you have to do your own. But we are giving designated feedback to saying, "Oh, this is what we want." But the only thing that they've really said in terms of what we want is, "What legends do we want in the game?" and To be fair, I weren't really interested in having any legends um, in the game in my club because I do believe there is a user on Twitter called Junior Mantis, I believe, who data mines all the legends, puts them on a USB stick, and you can try them offline anyway. So there is that. Um, But yeah, um, the only thing I've ever heard them say in terms of, oh, we want your feedback is just on what, legends do you want in the game so it just kind of shows what they are looking for to what we think they should be uh looking for
0: the thing with konami is they don't it seems like when someone in konami leaves their position like whedon's or um social media manager asim mm-hmm. when they leave they don't they don't replace them Like we don't have we don't have a social media manager to give feedback to anymore
2: no we don't uh, i think uh, the brazilian Manager left. I think his name was Andre Bronzoni. Bronzoni. I'm I'm sure he left and he's gone to a different um, uh, gaming company. Adam left his role and now he does like a yeah. commercial role for all of Konami, not just Pez. And I think um, is it Robbie Ron? I think he does uh, the brand manager brand manager stuff for uh, the uh, Latin America side of things. But yes, I think you are completely correct in saying that we've really got no middleman. We've got no one to go to in terms of our concerns or anything like that to a point where the only way we think we can get any kind of feedback over is just by making videos or just trying to reply to them on some kind of way on social media. But um, you just get automated responses every time you email them or if you tweet them uh, on Twitter. So, yeah, I... I, I really don't know where our feedback goes. Um but we'll see next month with their uh next piece of news that they're gonna bring out. Hopefully it's good for offline players, but uh we'll see.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Um yeah, I just it I just can't believe we don't have a social media presence at the the company in twenty twenty one. It's it's I mean I I still see a lot of people Tweeting Adam a lot, but he he's not really involved in Pez that closely anymore. Mm-hmm. And the I, at the time, I did think that the the Facebook dev page was a good idea. It was a little bit more communication with the devs in Japan directly. Apparently,
2: I think the only reason um, that they launched that, just from a personal view of mine, uh, is because I think the um the community managers for Pez back then were getting so much shit. That they just want to, prob- they just wanted probably just to say, look, if you want to diverge anything to do with the game, here's where you can actually put it, and just let the um, community managers do uh, their job. Because I think there was a situation as well with um, Corey. He worked for EA Sports FIFA. He was one of their, commu- oh, yeah. he was one of their community managers, and I swear to God, he got absolutely rinsed every time he posted I something know. personally. If I if it was like just a normal tweet of. For example, just saying, Oh, I'm walking my dog, you'd probably get someone in the comments saying, Fix your game, this is shit, etc. And it,
0: I think they had to make a, a faceless uh social media yeah. uh feedback
3: account, didn't they? Because mm-hmm. he was getting that much abuse. Yeah. yeah. But just thinking, what was um that guy, Jonas um was it Lingard?
2: Oh Lingard, yeah, Mr. Schumann.
3: Mr. Schumann. Yes. <laughs> yes. He uh, I mean he's gone too, right? So I I know I brought up earlier just the idea that like it just feels like the company laid off a lot of people and decided to streamline and just be a much cheaper product to produce, mm-hmm. which is why I have no, I think that's what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if there's been any news about Konami. I don't follow like gaming company news as closely as I should sometimes. So I don't know if there's been any news about Konami just as a company with regards to that, but it really just feels like they scale down. Everything they're doing, right? <clears throat> Even the graphics, the case <laughs> They just seem to scale down and say, hey, look, we can operate, you know, as a much cheaper product to produce, and we're still going to make 70% of the same profits in year one. And maybe over the next five years, because of the growth of mobile gaming and developing markets, we're going to actually end up around the same as where we are currently, but with a quarter of the staff. So why are we catering to people that aren't bringing in the kind of money that, that we want?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating. You don't even want to believe this because the idea that like, you know, we're never going to have a good Master League. I'm going to be playing PES 2021 and all the retro games forever now is, is a really sobering thought and one that I don't necessarily you know want to have. But. Like I said earlier, right? The writing's on the wall. You mentioned a couple of the people that left. You add in Whedon's, you add in Jonas to that. It's like, where are these people? They're not replacing them. So it's just kind of all going into the void now. And do they even care? You know, maybe they are listening to their fans. Just we aren't those fans. They're listening to what they're seeing in terms of the number of downloads, the the mobile gaming industry. And it's really crazy because you could see very clearly that fifa were not worried that's probably a bit too far but they definitely took into account what konami and pez were doing because they've as much as i you know really don't enjoy fifa and honestly i haven't really played fifa since like fifa 2006 i played with friends every now and then if i you know go by their house or something but i haven't bought the game since then i was a kid and you know i'm looking at it now fifa clearly Anticipating some kind of, you know, uh, genre-changing effort from Pez, have tried to put things in their game. You know, they are revamping their My player mode. I meant to mention that they are revamping it this year in some regard. Career mode seems to be getting some more things. They added create a stadium, create a team, things that you know FIFA fans have been asking for forever. I could, I, I see FIFA actually as trying to maybe preemptively strike against Konami you know, shaking up the football gaming industry. And now it's like all the work didn't really need to be done because Konami just totally left the game. It just completely left any kind of competing on that level. And we're left with what we got. And I don't just don't see how we can be positive about the next drop of news. Even if they panic based on the response right now and try to put together something incredible for next month, it's, it's like year five of Konami promising things at this point. and And they've, every iteration they've not delivered. So I'm like, where is this proof anymore? You know, how much are we still holding on to nostalgia and ultimately hope? I do agree. I, I do think EA was keeping an eye on PES this year.
0: And I do agree with that because just like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, there's not really much competition between the two games and FIFA's leagues ahead. But you... You look at FIFA, every year they'll take one or two features that Pez has had. Like for example, with the uh career mode, you know, you can now create your own career mode manager, which you can't even do on Pez anymore. Um and I, I always do think EA have kept an eye on on Konami and what PES are doing.
2: Yeah, there's certain yeah. elements of what Pez has, FIFA's got now. Like in FIFA we have um is it player styles where yeah. um yeah. It's in uh, in like Pez, you've got like the Destroyer or the, the Marksman or whatever. FIFA's got that now. So it's their way of saying, oh, look, if we put this on like a player like Fabinho, he'll stay back and he'll prevent from attacking. And yes, you are correct in saying that like FIFA have looked at Pez and started taking elements of their stuff and putting it in their game. While that they are doing that, it is healthy that they are doing it because it's just showing that they understand that that should be in their game as well. Um, But with FIFA 23 potentially be going free to play, the only positive that I feel that um, FIFA are are being a paid release this year and a free to play next year is that FIFA fans have time to digest that their game is going free to play. Whereas when our eFootball trailer came out, It was just free to play with no news up until when we got the trailer. So when FIFA 23 does come out, fans have got time to adjust to the game being free or whatever model they're going to go down with their offline modes. Whereas us, we don't even know what we are really getting now. Because there's also been so many rumors that there's uh, some kind of a a build that other people are playing that's graphically superior to the one that we've seen. And I can't really believe that until I see it because if there is a build out there that is graphically superior, then why wasn't it shown in the trailer? Because the trailer that we've been given hasn't given given us the greatest of impressions to be excited about this new journey that Konami are trying to go down to. And I am actually glad that they have changed the name to eFootball because if this new model was associated with the name Pro Evolution Soccer then in my opinion that name would be tarnished because we know now that Pez is the franchise of stories, beautiful moments and the nostalgia feeling from all the other iterations from your childhood. We now have that but if we had Pez as the free-to-play game with what they released, I do believe that that name would have been, uh, the title would have been tarnished. But going forward, like I said, the name sucks, but I'm glad that no way of means of pro-evolution soccer is in there. Other than if you go on their website, it says that eFootball comes from the makers of Pez, and that's the only thing that's really Pez in that uh, in that regard.
0: Yeah, yeah you're going to be... Um, keeping a very close eye on how well eFootball
2: does, I think. Um, I think FIFA's Free to Play will do well as well because they've already oh. got they've already got the blueprint in terms of their Ultimate Team mode. SBC's constant content refreshes every week. They use their Champions League, Europa League, the I think it's Copa Libertadores, is it that? Yeah. The, um,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. They use that to push content in their Ultimate Team game modes. There's so much content. Even for an offline user in Ultimate Team, if you don't want to play online in Ultimate Team, that's fine. You've got something called squad battles where you can grind it against um, community uh, voted teams and you can go against the computer and earn your coins, earn your players, buy your packs. So there's other avenues of content within FIFA. Whereas in Pez, if you want to get content in Pez, you've either got a Make it up on the spot, or you've got to buy these players because everyone in Pez wants to see you get Kaka and see how he plays. But the only way you're gonna do that is if you put money into it. And uh Fish touched on it on uh on his stream to do with like the the micro transactions and all that, that every content creator for my club has to have something unique for people to tune in because the content itself in the game is that bad um fish plays on twitch and he has got like the champion badge which is i think that's like when you get to a thousand rating he's done it with a default team and he's very good at the game and then you've got i think it's precision he does my club but he only uses like scottish uh premier league players so everyone's got their own spin on their own content because the actual content in game, there's none of it and it's the content that is available is just behind a paywall.
0: It's just nothing to do in my club, is there? No. Like after a month or so when everyone's got really good players, after a month or two, there's nothing to do. There's I think there's weekly tournaments here and there, but and they release the legends throughout the year, but I mean you compare it to FIFA, it's night and day the
3: content. It is night yeah, and day.
2: Hundred percent.
3: Yeah, Konami's a really baffling company when it comes to PES because they hide excellent features, they never promote them, they never really explain them. I even has had me thinking of the Euro 2020 license which oh my they god, did nothing on for I think the first 3 weeks of the tournament, maybe a, a tweet here and there, while FIFA for pretty much every game were posting just a simple screenshot of the team saying, "Hey, you know, Italy's playing today." No reference to year 2020, of course, because they don't have the license. But Konami did nothing, and then around the semifinals or quarterfinals, I think they finally put out some kind of tweet. And guess what? Most of the community were retweeting it. We were so happy that they finally did something. Like we're cheering on our little brother. <laughs> <laughs> they are just, you know, you uh, Cam, you brought up the uh, player roles in um, in FIFA, right? They added this in last year. They also added in position changes, which is something that has been in Master League, you know, if you play a player out of position, you'll eventually learn that position. Even the team rules, they've never really, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they've ever actually gone in depth explaining it. And I spent a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I spent like an hour on um, the Pez Neo Seeker Wikipedia. If you guys have seen it?
2: Yes, it um, is. It, it might be old, but i tell you, it's got so much detailed information in there that doesn't get spoken about publicly and it's just like you know it's in your game just speak about it but it just doesn't get speaking about
3: at all it's actually insane i think that so i'm looking at it and i'm looking at all the team rules i didn't realize that the team rules specifically come from what the player actually does on the pitch so if you take someone. And you just... Obviously, there are players that already have, you know, certain team roles when they come in. If you take a player, a young player in Master League, for example, and you dribble with him every game, right, he's not just going to get a random team role. He's going to get a specific team role. And I looked at how it worked and, like, the leveling up and the charts that are in Master League that sometimes you don't see, you know, next to, like, their personality. I didn't realize that their personality also comes from what they do on the pitch. Like, what you actually do on the pitch creates their personality. Things that I don't think or Konami have ever spoken about. I didn't even and know I that. Read
1: it.
3: See, exactly. I actually <laughs> read it a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I realized that the player personality thing... Um, I'm trying to remember the personalities that you see pop up in Master League now. But there's that chart with, like, eight different personalities, I think, and you, could, you end up being one of the two. It's really based on what you actually do on the pitch. And I saw this, and I said, this feature, if someone actually put it together presented it in a trailer, Would sound incredible to people. FIFA doesn't even have something that in depth. But again, Konami have great features that just sit in their games that they don't explain. And then when it comes to online, they just don't do nearly enough. Um, It's pretty bland. And you would think, you know, if they want to go with this focus on online, they would double or triple down on, you know, challenges and events. But it just feels like they're just doing the bare minimum and really relying on the love people have for the series it's 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 expiring you know my, one of the sad thoughts that i have is that i'm brought up how well the modern community is doing now how you know vast it is i do worry that this was the peak and it's just going to keep declining now yeah. because no matter what as much as people still love Pez 6 Pez 2013 and even Pez 2021 if there are no new games out the game itself at least that iteration of it it's not, it's not going to convince people to keep coming back and doing new things for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of sad to think of. I mean, our only hope now is that the new drop next month and then the subsequent offline DLC is going to be anything, but it's not. There's no way. I would be flabbergasted if, if anything next month or in the beginning of 2022 was remotely good or surprising or exciting. It would, it would be a complete departure from everything they've really been, unfortunately, for uh, the past few years. And then, the, and like I said, the writing's on the wall. You know, sometimes when, when someone reveals themselves to you, you have to believe them. And I think they're being very clear. I'm like, this is who we are now. And, you know, the game that you loved isn't really here anymore. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it really hasn't been, too, right, for a while, if we're being honest. Yeah, I agree. You know,
0: a lot of people don't even know there's a, there's a dive button in PES.
2: Exactly. I see that
0: a lot on Twitter. And <laughs> like a lot of people don't even know that they play PES or FIFA. And also, you remember when they dropped the the random select? I think, was it PES 18, PES 19? Yeah, they bought it back, the didn't random they? random select mode. They brought it back. Didn't really mention it that much. No online mode still for that game mode, which I think an online edition of that game mode would... Do really well I think I think it'd be really enjoyable and again like it just they don't a lot of people don't even probably know that's in the game that game mode
2: I mean it's like with with Terry saying the stuff they've already got in the game they don't speak about it's it's the same with data packs like they release uh data packs and instead of getting us excited seeing the new face models they rely on the community to data mine it for us to find the faces and instead of them being proud of showing off what they've done in terms of uh, updating uh, new faces or adding new hair or updating a model to make him current to how he's playing right now that they, they they don't say anything even even um when they used to say um that a data pack is dropping and they used to put an image with like five faces on five faces on sorry saying these faces are coming in the next data pack. They don't even promote their data packs anymore. Data packs come through the steam database, which is then um, leaked saying um, that there's a new data pack coming. And that's even now got to a point where all data pack names are hidden in the steam database because they didn't want anyone finding out about them. So it's just like, you're not really giving me anything here, but the things that we have got aren't spoken about. Um, an awful lot. Pez does have a lot of good core features in the game, but it's just, do you have the time to fully experiment on them? Because at the same time, the company who makes the game, they don't even do that either. So it's just one of them. We have the features or some good elements in the game, but we just we just don't know hardly um, about them. And even for people coming from FIFA. They, would, they wouldn't know. Like you said, with the uh, the dive button, a lot of people didn't know that there was a dive button, but I do believe it's been in since PES two eight. I'm not sure if you can do it on PES 5 or 6, but... Um,
3: I can't remember, yeah. But yeah, it's been there for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it, it
3: was. I feel like it might have been in, in... I remember, so I had, because I was in the Americas, I had winning 11 in 2007, which I believe is PES... Is that PES 5, I think?
2: Uh, is it the this one on 360?
3: No, I had the one on PlayStation, but it's the one with, with Adriano on the cover.
2: Oh, it's um, it's Pez 6.
3: Pez 6, right, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I feel like you could dive there, but you guys are right. There are so many things. Even this bare-bones Master League we have now, um, I was just poking around on ne- on the Neo Seeker for Pez, and I was like, oh, whoa, that's a thing? I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't realize that mattered. And there are so many different things, even with the Master League they have now. If they wanted to repackage it and actually put together a trailer that explained the things in the game, it would actually even get people excited. Mm-hmm. But they just seem, it really just feels like they're scaling down the company. You know, you look back to how they would promote data packs. You know, they don't, haven't done that for, is it, they haven't done that since 2019, I believe, right?
2: Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Um,
3: yeah, so, so it's like, they just don't care. You know, I can't think of any other game where it's a requirement for anyone involved with the game to translate things from different languages constantly to get a sliver of information
1: mm-hmm.
3: we are we, we are like researchers just trying to find anything about Pez I'm sure we're all following multiple Brazilian accounts just to get any kind of information and those guys do an incredible job but it's just crazy that we have to go to these lengths to even get um, a morsel from Konami it, it's 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 really baffling just even from this a company standpoint You know, like, you guys have something that people are so passionate about. You guys want to make money? You could probably make more money by doing a couple of these things. But, you know, they have their model, and it must be working in some, you know, some degree. I will be looking a lot more into Pez Mobile and just the numbers, because I really do want to understand the scale of it, because this this isn't happening by accident, you know? This (laughs) is something that they have thought about. Even if they didn't think about the trailer, they did think about what their focus, what they want their focus to be.
0: I think well, Pez Mobile's got four hundred, five hundred million downloads. Is
2: that right? I think I am, I am one in that five hundred million. I have downloaded it, but I've I played like one game, and um, I just can't get to grips with like having like a an analog stick on the screen. It just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't really work. And then you've got like the different size buttons for pass and shoot, but um. Like Terry said earlier, if you go on YouTube and type in Pez Mobile, the, the views and the videos itself, they are very, very successful. Ball openings, playing Pez Mobile, it's just like a community that has made them so much money that it's like we, they've essentially got mobile like done and dusted. They know how much they can make. I mean, even through um, COVID, they still made profits. Um their fiscal report came out a f- couple of months ago. Can't I can't remember um what month it was. But Yu-Gi-Oh and Pez Mobile were their top two main uh sellers for like the the microtransactions. And it just shows that, that they're always gonna have mobile now because all like the the Indonesian countries are playing it and all the other small smaller countries and because it's available on handheld, obviously everyone's gonna um, everyone's going to try the game.
0: I do like the fact you can. I think they've told us that you have to use a controller, don't you? Yes, play that's play? right. So,
2: Well, according to their information, you have to connect a compatible controller to play, which is yeah. is good. Um, because I did have concerns not for like the controls on mobile. Uh, I did have concerns on like the frame rate of like the mobile game performing, but according to Other news uh, coming out now. Um, I say other news, I think it was that Reddit leak saying that depending on what platform... uh, So if you're against a mobile opponent and you've got a next-gen console, your console version will be downscaled to the mobile version so that you can actually play against that mobile version. But I don't... uh, That mobile player, sorry. I don't know how concrete and true that reddit leak is and i think that's what we're getting on to next is the is the reddit leak and
0: yeah the reddit leak um do you guys have you guys slipped into it a lot or not
2: yes i've i say slipped into it. i've looked i've looked into it and there has been a second response i don't know if you've seen like there's been uh, a no i haven't no. uh bear with me i will Bring it up and it just outlined some other things.
0: Um The thing with it, I, I'm not sure I believe it, but
2: No, me neither.
0: I mean, I I I know I mean he's replied a lot and he's not contradicted himself yet. Mm-hmm. And partly thinks, you know, surely someone doesn't have that much time on their hands. But then again it is the internet and it is Reddit, so maybe someone does have that much time on their hands. I mean, a lot of that
2: information does have a lot of logic behind it on what he's saying, but at yeah. the same time, anyone who's on the internet can be an imposter. And, yes. um, that's the thing. Like, can we trust what he's saying? Um, again, he's dropping dates as well. He's saying that the 25th of August is the next apparent news drop. Um, which again, no confirmation other than we know it's coming next month. Uh but this is what he said in the second summary. Um, he said that the revealed trailer was designed to get people hyped about free-to-play, cross-gen platform and cross-gen on, and one-on-one mechanics. The team in charge thought this would be more important to users than showcasing visuals. I expect they know better now. There has been a diluge of feedback from the community and internally. And then he goes on to say, next gen graphics are next gen, just not as good as the reveal trailer, which was more of, this is what we are aspiring to. Um, Unreal Engine 5 will help a lot with that, we are in your Unreal Engine 4 at launch. It also says that in the trailer, only the shots of the stadium were captured on next gen. PC is not next gen at launch, but that will change, but we've not been told when. PC is still moddable. Uh, no option files for Xbox, that's a Microsoft issue, which is uh, pretty factual. The reason why we can't have option files is due to Microsoft's um, stance on like, image importation. Uh, also goes on to say that there's there's they've not had a single build that they've played with commentary, so they can't answer any questions about commentary. The environmental sound is poor in the builds we've played, but we've been assured that this will be fixed for launched. Currently, no eleven v eleven. This doesn't mean it's not in the game, but we have not seen it. Servers are dedicated and will be from launch. Uh, the server test was a server test. I know many of you don't believe it was, but it was. That's what it says. Not that those weren't my own words. Don't don't shoot me. <laughs> um, there was some <laughs> other tests happening too. You may have noticed a difference in visual fidelity between games. I can't reveal why, but it was important. And the last bit was the next reveal is still scheduled for the 25th of August. If you keep pressuring Konami and eFootball social medias, you could get them to move this or at least some more info slash footage before then. And then it says at the bottom, please don't go after Adam or any other employees individually as they don't have the power to change the schedule. Thanks and have a lovely weekend. I mean, again, a lot of logical responses
0: Yeah, a lot of logical responses. But
2: I just don't know if it's real or not. I personally don't think it is. Um, Just because I have never seen, even though the trailer was bad, I've never seen anyone undercover come on a website to technically defend the company that they're working for to give us a sense... That we shouldn't really be worrying even though what we have seen is worrying. Um, But again, a lot of the things he is saying looks legit. But if you are smart enough to know the industry and to know the games um, genre in general, then it could calm a lot of uh, people down. But for me, um, I don't know. It seems like whoever this person is... Is trying to undo the damage that's been done from the reveal and trying to ease a lot of people's minds. But um I didn't really take too much notice to the first one other than reading what he said and reading this second part. I don't again, I don't really see the legitness in it with and and I don't think there's any validity to what he's saying because we don't know who this person is. Like I said, anyone can pretend to be anyone behind uh, a screen.
0: Yeah. And people do have a lot of free time. So. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It,
0: there is a lot of interesting things in there. Um, the point on putting pressure on Konami, the, the fact that Konami tweeted the next day about Master League, I do. it does make me think, did they feel the pressure of people asking, where is Master League? Where is Master League? Um, it is interesting.
2: I do think Master League was gonna come one way or another, but I just didn't think it was in their potential priority to say something about it at this time. But again, it comes back yeah. to the legacy fans. You know, as much as you know, the game is changing with the times. There's still an offline player base that still wants to play Master League. Um, there's still an offline player base that is heavily, uh, heavily passionate about where the mode is going, despite it not being the best for the past, like, seven installments. So for us to feel kind of left out from that reveal, there is an understanding on why we were basically saying, where is Master League? And for them to say it the next day, they probably did cave in from, like, community pressure.
0: And, you know, you know, with the crossdown stuff, I just... I know Konami have said it will utilize the full power of next gen, but I just, I can't see how it can fully utilize next gen when you're playing at someone with mobile. I understand graphics can scale up and down, but from a gameplay perspective...
2: <laughs> downscale from surely... the ground up.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. Like, I just, like, how can you? how can
3: you... <sighs> How can, the, how can the gameplay be... It's built from the ground down. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, just going back to the leak and everything, um, you know, the idea of free-to-play, and I guess one of my theories, when I look back on, you know, we spoke about the trailer a bit, and how can they release this. I wonder if they were just so misinformed, I, I guess, to what the reception would be, that they genuinely thought, hey, this game is free now. You know, had people doing backflips. Because no no one really cares about that, and I do I do need to delve in like I said to the mobile community a bit more. Actually, Cam, I just went back while you were speaking to look at the uh, you know the Reddit leak, and I noticed that the the WePES page on Reddit has about forty nine thousand you know subscribers or followers, mm-hmm. and the mobile page has forty five thousand. So that's pretty much a fifty to fifty user base just on Reddit alone. But still, good interesting to think about because I've never used. A Pez it is interesting like to think
2: about because I don't think, well, mo- mobile, Pez Mobile hasn't been around for like the past 10 years. I want to say the first mobile installment was probably 2017, maybe 18.
3: Yeah, yeah, not too long ago. So exactly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the mobile page and see exactly what they thought. I, did ca- I remember I did look. Kind of on the first day, but there was just so much going on. I didn't focus on it. But I'm actually very interested to see like their entire thoughts on this, on you know what it is for them. But the so the idea of cross platform, you know, everyone can play, everyone free to play. Those are interesting concepts. In fact, those are very modern thinking concepts. Even if you just forget the offline stuff, it is. It's forward thinking.
2: It's cool forward thinking.
3: Yeah. cool stuff, right? It's like whoa, that's actually pretty cool. How in the world? Is Konami the one to pull this off? Because that's where I go back to it. There are companies where if they did announce this, I would fully trust that we were going to see that through to to fruition. It's going to be a great product, etc. Konami are the last company I can think of right now that we're really going to figure this out and make it work. Because I I genuinely think looking at this, I'm looking at their roadmap, right? Even the roadmap doesn't show that it's happening from day one. It shows that first it's going to be PS4 to PS5, you know, Xbox to Series X. And then later on, more things will be integrated. And you mentioned this earlier too, Cam. You mentioned that the roadmap just looked like they're not done. Yeah, they're nowhere near done. That's really what it looks like. It looks like they just got to a point where they had to put something out because it's already almost August and we've heard nothing. So they just put this together quickly. They're like, Hey, we could put this thing out. Um, but I just don't see honestly how in year one, they're going to pull this off because there's nothing. They haven't even really stream, not even really, they have not streamlined the current online experience. No. So the idea yeah. that they're now going to take this leap and do something 10 times more complicated and do it better. When the trailer looked like that, when the thumbnail looked like that, and I will keep bringing up the thumbnail because if anything, <laughs> the thumbnail could have looked really good.
2: No, honestly, thumbnails um, are first impressions. Like they really are. Like it, it, what, it, it what makes you click on a video? It, what, yep. what makes you want to, you know, try and get involved, whatever with whatever they are presenting? But with it being a game, you don't really tend to um, be bothered because, like, you're just going to click and watch it anyway. But from a quality standpoint. Even the thumbnails in like very, very bad quality, quality, sorry, like Messi's face and I think it's Neymar who's next to him. They look like they've just been loaded onto the pitch. They've gone into the replay mode and they've just taken off the hood and was like, you know what? We're going to Photoshop you and you together with a nice blue background saying eFootball trailer, nothing premium about it at all. And we're just going to stick with it. Like Terry said, they're cutting costs and they're doing it on thumbnails as well. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, like, I have no idea who put that together. Uh, but yeah, it just feels like, you know, they're showing us who they are and they're changing. that. The, the leaks, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before as well. What other gaming company, especially, we're talking about the most popular sport in the world by far. Yes. right? The sport where you have the biggest demand for a quality game. And it just feels like, it, it really feels like they gave up. Like they gave up because they were just getting beaten too long by FIFA. And they just got to the point where they feel like not competing anymore and only competing in an arena where they have had success. Because I believe FIFA Mobile stopped in like 2016, is mm-hmm. it? Um, so I feel like, you know, they're just leaning into that. And we're, we're out here like, you know, like archaeologists digging through find any any kind of information we're relying on reddit leaks we're relying on the brazilian market we're relying on leaks that we see in australia about the game you know in the in the files and all this stuff and i'm just like it's such a backwards experience as compared to what you would expect from from a game that has so much brand recognition right and has so much loyal support Mm -hmm. um so it is you know i don't really you know i did a video on the leaks I think the thing is with the leaks is you want to believe them, right? Because as much as the leaks weren't just like, oh, it's incredible. Don't worry about it. Leaks are the first time I was like, okay, there is Master League. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think the leaks... Th- did the leaks come out before they even said anything about Master League? That's uh, what I'm trying to remember.
2: I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure,
3: around, it may have been like maybe the same day they both came out. But um, yeah, I mean, the fact that we're even like looking at these leaks and hoping like, okay, it's not as bad as it looked. It's really ridiculous for, you know, what, what Konami and Pez has been, but you know, like I said, I keep saying Pez, it's not Pez anymore. it's this thing. And if they can scale down the company, make a lot of money going mobile, mostly cross-platform. And it's just a game for like that fan base. And they are going to make money and not have as many expenses. then yeah, but then you, you have to ask yourself, they're spending all this money on partnerships and right. And they're acquiring more and doing all these things. That doesn't really line up with what they're doing in terms of free to play and this mobile game either. So it's, it's uh, I don't know, we'll see. Those cutscenes, you know, people have bought those cutscenes from the trailer. Though I think actually probably the most interesting scenes of the trailer were those, uh, those locker room scenes with the license clubs, except for that shot of Danilo. Who just, uh, it looks like yeah. an older Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Danilo is, you know what? I, they should just lead into it, and the next trailer should just be the thumbnail should just be that picture of Danilo. <laughs> just lead into it, become like a meme game at this point. Um, but but yeah, it's. I think at this point, really, we just have to sit back and really just see what actually comes out officially next. I think this year, no matter what, is going to be a painful year, mm-hmm. even with the DLC rollouts, but. I've even said this as well. I propose there is a fan base that will pay for a very good Master League experience.
2: I am one of them. I am one of them.
3: I think all of us here are. I even suggested if you made it nine, you know, five dollars a month, but you knew you were going to get consistent updates. Right. You're going to get a football manager esque experience. You're going to get developers who are constantly talking with you about what you like, what you don't like. Is a fan base that would happily pay for it, but I genuinely think this DLC is going to be so half assed, mm-hmm. it's going to be so just put together. I mean, I, I'm i hoping it's at least going to be PES 2021's Master League, and I really fear it may not even be that. I could see a, a Master League where you maybe can't even really edit, you know what I mean? Uh, um, at least the way we can now, and you just don't have the freedom, even though it's still pretty restricted. I just, what can we really expect from Master League at this point? Two-year plan was years ago. We got a couple of cutscenes, and here we are today, where it's not even a, it's not even a thing. And at earliest, it's going to be sometime maybe after, to be honest, the January transfer window next year, which is insanity.
2: You you bring up like a really really good point. As in like, even though we were we were promised large updates, you saying like, imagine if we get a master league that isn't what PES 2021 was. I do get where you're coming from with that because. With generation changes from like PS2 to PS3 and then PS3 to PS4, I do believe when um, PES 2013's Master League came out, it was uh, widely regarded and still is as one of the best. When you switch to the PS4, or I think it it was PS4 where PES 2014 came out, or, or it was 15, it was one of the two, Um, The Master League was stripped, like, really bad. Really, really bad. And it just begs the question, with another generation change, even though they have promised updates, will eFootball's Master League be a stripped-down version of uh, PES 21's Master League? I don't regard PES 21 and 2020's Master League as high as all the others. But at the same time, there is a pattern of content loss within generation changes.
0: I have a feeling it's just going to be another reskin. Oh. That that is what the three-year plan was basically. It was just it was just a reskin with you know the cutscenes were nice, mm-hmm. but you play one season and you've seen all seen them all.
2: Yeah, you've and you've seen it all. The dialogue doesn't change your your um, decisions in press conferences doesn't make any influence towards the fans or the board. You can go on a twenty losing twenty uh, loss streak on Master League and you are still the right man for the job. So there's just no yeah. like immersion for Master League. But there is one thing that has got me thinking in terms of this whole free-to-play model, even though we are technically on the Reddit subject at the moment. Do you think Konami's uh, route going down free-to-play was to get ahead of FIFA? Now, the only reason I say that is because it's always been FIFA that's taken... Um, their foot through the door before Konami. We saw Ultimate Team uh, before Konami's version. We saw decent gameplay from FIFA back in the day. Um, from like 20... i say 2010, no. 2008 up until like 2011. In that time period, Konami were figuring... Well, still still figuring out what their formula was for good gameplay. And then in that time where Konami were trying to figure their gameplay out, FIFA were already making money from additional modes because i do remember correctly ultimate team never used to be free i'm sure it was a paid add-on from fifa 09 onwards i'm sure you had yeah i'm sure that in fifa 09 and fifa 10 maybe fifa fifa 11 you actually had to pay for ultimate team and then they made ultimate team free obviously if you if you bought the game But it just begs the question: Do you think Konami going down this forward-thinking and ambitious route is to do with them trying to get ahead of, like FIFA?
0: I think so. Yeah. In fact, I'm surprised that EA didn't do it first. Yeah. Because if EA made Ultimate Team three, could you like that would be a huge success? Like, did how much more money they would make?
2: I mean, like I said earlier, that they've already got they've already got the blueprint for Ultimate Team. They've got the the content. They've got the offline game modes because, like I said, you don't really have to play online to get, like, the best stuff. You can actually get the best players on Ultimate Team or decent players, but you have to really, really grind to get a good team on FIFA, like, really grind. Um, There's not, like, packs that you can get on FIFA that there is in PEZ. Like, in PEZ, you get the featured players that are released... Once a week where you can get a guaranteed like black ball. I'll never forget um Pez two thousand and nineteen when they first started doing featured players. Um Simeone from Fiorientina scored I think it was a hat trick. And they gave him a ninety six rated black ball version from his like seventy eight rated base card. And you could just get that straight away. So it just shows that like you can get players so much easier in Pez within to a point where you'd say the My Club game mode can technically be completed within like the first week of it being out because of how easy it is to obtain those players. But in FIFA it is different where you do have to grind. Um but yeah, I just wanted to know what you both thought on like, do you think that Konami are doing this to try and get ahead of FIFA or trying to get ahead in, like, the football market?
3: Yeah, in some in some ways, you know, I see, you know, what was that game last year? Fall Guys. You guys remember Fall Guys?
2: Loved it. Yeah. Fun. Yeah,
3: yeah. Came out completely, you know, for a couple of weeks, just had everyone just like, whoa, this is so interesting. Obviously, we've seen, you know, Fortnite really benefit from just being free to play. I do think it's them trying to get ahead of FIFA, but I also think it's them deciding not to fight anymore. I yes. think it's them... This reorganizing and saying, hey, if we just have less people working for us, maybe we don't have to actually work as hard and compete on this higher level. The FIFA f- uh, free to play rumors that we've seen, I do doubt them a bit only because FIFA sells so many copies and they're going to sell so many this year, specifically because there's basically no competitor. Um, even us diehards, I'm probably going to buy FIFA this year for the first time since 2006. So, I am, yeah. I you know am. what I mean? I, like, Thank you, Konami. because you pushed me to. But the fact that I'm going to buy FIFA, and I'm a, I'm a staunch FIFA hater. Cam is a better person than me. Cam plays FIFA a little bit, and he gets some enjoyment out of it. I've been very anti-FIFA <laughs> for a very long time. I'm like, I'm actually going to buy FIFA this year, and tomorrow they're releasing their gameplay trailer, and I'm interested. I'm like, okay, now I'm actually going to pay attention to the trailer because it's the only real football game that seems to be coming out. Uh, this year at least you know in the fall season, so it's gotten to this point where I think their sales this year are just going to be so insane yeah. they're grow- they're going to keep it at least for a couple more years because you're throwing away guaranteed money, and everyone's still going crazy online with microtransactions anyway it's not like they're necessarily you know um, going back and forth between, oh you know what if we did this and EA sports aren't they aren't scaling down if anything, they're just going to try to dominate more and more and more and more so i do think it was a combination of it's almost it's almost like they were trying to get both ahead and below as in we're trying to get ahead but not even (laughs) be on that level at the same time um and you know that is what we have cam i did want to bring this up one quick thing a Mm little bit off topic but you brought up earlier about master league and the uh the things you have to answer and stuff like that yeah what's crazy is and just to show you secret things in the game that you don't know about that we don't know about I got fired in my chelsea master league i was playing full manual legend It was the first time playing legend so it was pretty hard i finished fourth in the league and i won the fa cup but because i promised that i'd win the league i got fired and i couldn't believe it it's the last video in my series of chelsea and i'm you can see in the video i'm in shock when it happens because i had no idea i could get fired so i so even then the mechanics are so confusing i didn't even know that was a thing or that my answers at the beginning mattered that much um but i you know even then it was stupid because i won the fa cup but it's another example of
2: konami just confusion <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> now that you've said that it's probably like a konami easter egg like yeah we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just, sack, we'll just sack you for the sake of it yeah we've done well but the thing is like we've touched on it earlier about things being in the game and like we don't really know about it because it's not advertised it's not really advertised that your responses in the media on master league are like equivalent to anything. Like if that is the case that they, that they do have influence, then there's no like bar or there's no like mechanic to say that what you're saying in the media is good or bad. I know in Pez 18, there was owner's trust and challenges well like you had a percentage bar to to let you know if you are doing well from like the um I think it's the chairman um but again I think that was removed from nineteen or twenty so again it's like little things that come in just go like the year after but that that, yeah, that, 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 that actually, but yeah. that's but that's mad to think that <laughs> even though you promised to win the league and the game doesn't really say that your decisions have any. Influence or not, it's mad to think that you got a Champions League place on full manual, playing on legend, playing on legend, and you win a trophy and you get sacked. That's I'm the-
3: gonna send you guys the link because it was like it was genuine. You know, I didn't I had no idea. I even know I was you know playing the game. I win the FA Cup over Arsenal four two. I'm excited. The next cutscene oh, you didn't achieve our objectives, you're fired. And I, I'm in utter shock. I had no idea I could get fired. That is like incredible.
2: Said,
3: another, just another classic example of, you know, Konami, confusion. And you mentioned, Cam, just them needing features and things like that. If they had just done the 2013 Master League again this year, it would be pandemonium. It would oh, be that yeah. place. Yes. Is is eight years old. And it would have been the most exciting moment for the series in, in eight years if they just said, "Hey, guess what? Remember that Master League you liked? We're bringing back the entire thing, and we're also going to bring back the feature where you can see the all-time top goal scorers from pet Six, which I know you all. Oh love. my God! Yeah, right? Yes,
2: I want that two in things. my Master League. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: it. Those two things, and you would have seen the most positive response. Uh, but yes, again, again, we you know we talk about these things, and I have to keep reminding myself. I am maybe just not the person that they care about anymore. And as much as these things seem to make sense to us, right, it's not where they're even remotely focused. And uh, it's, it's, it's sad. I think my real question or the thing that entices me now is with Konami and e eFootball essentially kind of bowing out, is someone else, is someone, a developer, looking at this and thinking, hmm, I have a three-year, maybe there's something I could do in the next two, three years, Maybe there's some part of this market I can get into. Um, we've seen with um, I don't know what the company's name is. Oh, Big Ant. You guys, I don't know if you guys know Big Ant Studios, but I know they've released um, a couple of really good cricket games and uh, the tennis game. I've really enjoyed both of those games. I grew up in Trinidad, so I'm a big cricket fan as well. So I enjoyed both of those games a lot, and they they've tweaked them a lot over time it was kind of like an open beta where they took feedback and they kept adjusting the game Mm -hmm. and making it better and better and i know the tennis game in particular that's the tennis game was really poor at first but after like six months it was actually a pretty incredible tennis game so i do wonder if i'm really hoping that someone decides to take a stab because if you look to the past we had so many football games i didn't play most of them but there were a lot of them out there at the same time in the mid 2000s and stuff and we, if, if, any, if any sport deserves more than like really honestly one company competing, football. I, and I really hope, you know, the licenses are a big issue, but I would really love if some developer takes the time, crowdsources something, and just makes a game that has maybe no licenses, but does the magic on the pitch. That would be well received, and uh, I'm hoping, if any silver lining from this entire thing, that this kind of opens up that conversation maybe for some developers out there.
2: I w- do you know I I never welcomed like a third football game into the fold just because essentially that I saw um that that company would ju- well if a company would come along to make a third football game that they would be collecting scraps from in terms of like licenses and whatnot but now that we're going down this route I would actually now welcome it because like Terry said it's all what matters is on the pitch. And even if we can't get like a Thief Pro license for the players, just make the names up, make a fake database and a community could sort that out. As long as you get a game that performs on the pitch, that has some kind of graphical quality that will entice you in and you can get invested in as well. I would definitely uh, welcome it. I mean, I, Believe we haven't seen a Fight Night game since Fight Night Champion, which was 2011, and now we've got um that esports boxing that looks absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if any of you have seen it at all.
0: No.
3: I yeah, know. that looks insane. That's a great example, actually, Cam, of what I'm kind of thinking. um The esports boxing thing looks like exactly the kind of project I think we would love for football.
2: Yeah, Cam. Once this podcast is finished. I would highly recommend you going to look up, I think it's ESBC or it's something like that. Esports e- Boxing, basically, just type that in. And it is a small, like, dev company who are making a boxing game. And they are very, okay. very open in taking in feedback. And you should see, even though they are making their first boxing, uh, like, sports game, you should see, like, the roster that they have got. They've they've got Canelo, they've got um I don't know if I don't think Mayweather's in there. But they've got like Eddie Hall in there as well. Um wow. they've got Eubank uh Junior, they've got Josh Warrington, like top UK boxers and the game, it actually looks really good and it's all based on like realism, from like how your body's turning to uh, when your body's turning into a punch and like the heavier you are you more the more pu- punches that you do the more that you'll tire quicker it looks phenomenal and everything that people have been commenting on they've been taking it on board i do believe that they have a discord as well which the wow. that, which wow. the devs do um posting uh now and again um
0: that is incredible the Discord. You-
2: but, yeah, I do highly recommend looking at uh, their stuff. A lot of their stuff at the moment is, like, work in progress, but it is some good stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Um, wow, yeah, I, I would I would love a, a small indie developer to come in.
2: Like I said, and... like, just, just make a fake database, and it, it, that can obviously be sorted if the database is allowed to be, like, edited. But we, as, like, football fans, football gaming fans, we would welcome you know, anything that's, I wouldn't say a competitor, but someone who can throw like a spanner in the works and just be like, look, we might not have got the licenses, we might not have got this, that, and the other, but what we've got is good, good gameplay. And if anything like that happened, then I would be more than welcome to try it.
0: That's the thing, like an indie developer, we just need to just nail the gameplay and give the community the tools to sort the rest of it out, all the licenses, everything. Just give us, give the community the tools and we all sort out all the licenses. Mm-hmm. you, don't have, to, you don't have to compete at VA or Konami.: just, <laughs> well, like, just,
2: I'm sure on Evo yeah. Web there's like a, a thread of like potentially creating like their own video game after the news that came out. And wow. if I'm being completely honest, if anyone was to make or try to source some kind of a football game, the amount of talented modders on that site. In terms of their knowledge in programs and implemented free mods for the community, it would be really nice to see a community based game come out from all the wizards of like the modding community. Because to be fair, they've already enhanced my PES 21 experience. And I know that they are enhancing a game that's already released and they're just adding their like flair to it. But if they know what we want, in terms of like the small kind of mod things, if everyone could get together, all the creative minds, as I said, to make something of a football game, then it would be very, you know, special to see. But I don't know if that had ever come into fruition because I, it would, it would be very, very time consuming. And, um, unless you've got like the resources and sources to do it, then I don't know what will happen. But as I said, there are a lot of, uh, Creative minds on a lot of websites to do with Pez and outside of Pez as well. There are a lot of uh, people who who do have a vast knowledge on how to make a game, and uh, with e now being currently criticised, I think me myself, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, a new like developer trying a football game.
0: Yeah, mods is something I've never really got into. I think, like Terry said earlier, I think I'm a bit. I'm a bit put off of trying out the mods on PC, but some of the things I've seen are incredible. Like I don't know if you guys have watched um, Night MD on YouTube.
2: Yeah, he's fantastic.
0: Like some, I watch his videos, and sometimes it's like I don't even know if I'm watching a real game or not. Like some of the mods are incredible, especially you know if you play manual.
2: But the thing Um, is, when he made his videos, everything was like manual modding. You had to add everything in so he's worked even he's worked so hard to get his game looking like that obviously with the help of the community and now there is the virtua red all-in-one mod which gives you near enough everything what he has in the game so you can have it yourself and it just makes life easier because if there wasn't that virtua red patch there would be a couple of other patches that you could try But to have that kind of quality, you would need to learn how to use cider, which it's actually straightforward. But if you are modding for the first time, taking on a lot of information can be complicated and it can be confusing. But if you do ever get a PC and if you do ever want to try PES 21, Download the Virtua Red mod. It is, and I know Terry will back me up on this. It is It's incredible. Like the immersion, scoreboards, ad boards, goal nets, stadiums, all the other little additions that make it like a a real quality community esque like build. It's just absolutely like incredible. It's everything that you want in a football game. That's in there. I mean, even if you're not satisfied with like the current game of, I don't know, there's not a lack of fells or penalties or anything like that. There's um, a guy on Evo Web who does gameplay mods that increases the number of fells, that increases the number of penalties, that can decrease the accuracy of AI free kicks. So, like, the world is yours on, like, the modding side of things. You've just got to trial and test things out. But the Virtua Red all in one patch, I would definitely recommend if you do ever get a PC. I
3: need to try it. I think I need to try it. Yeah, and uh, I, I am someone who, like I said, I was a console gamer literally up until like February two thousand twenty-one, right? With Pez, and I would honestly say this may sound like you know hyperbole, but the gap between a option file and a very good option file on PS four and the and the Xbox version, which can't be modded, is not as big as the gap between PS four. With option files and pc
1: mm-hmm.
3: is absolutely a different experience um the the, that, the most popular video i've ever done i think it has maybe eighty thousand views now was me freaking out to adding these mods to pens for the first time <laughs> because i just added it and i couldn't believe it you know all the managers are there they look completely lifelike um, com- amazing face models you know every single player in the game has a face so from now on i don't even have to think about what the data pack is, right? Now I can buy a young player who's maybe rated 72, but he has his, his faces in the game. There are mods to fix how players progress in Master League. So players are, you know, they can go from 68 rated to 82 rated over a few seasons, like they might in real life. Uh, like Cam mentioned, I get seven penalties or so a season now. AI doesn't score every free kick. The, the gameplay mods are insane. And then when you think of this, just going back to kind of the bigger picture. It really does show this, if this community can scrap together. And the thing is, they're not even all working together as a group. This is one of the most important things about this. Everyone's kind of doing their own mod. They do combine, obviously, to do different things. But a lot of people are doing their own things and you kind of put things together yourself. I can't imagine if you got these people really together working on a cohesive project with an end goal in mind. What would Evo Web uh, 2022 look like? Uh, so I-, I can only hope, if anything, you know, this this, uh, this change by Konami, I think is the biggest chance we'll see that someone's going to be interested in maybe making a game. So I think it's definitely something that we need. I just don't see Konami rescuing this. I don't see Konami after this, after all this time off, right? They'll never have this time off again. They had A full year and a half, if you really look at it, to kind of do whatever they wanted. Something that we could be happy and proud with. And they gave us something that's the most disappointing thing we've ever seen from the company. The idea that now, under more pressure, they're going to flip that around in the next few months just doesn't add up. It would really take a miracle. And I pray to God I could come back here and talk to you guys in the next seven months and have a completely different um you know spiel about this entire thing and be excited oh man the master league Revolution was crazy but yeah it's 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 too obvious at this point point. and i think for years we've all been hanging on to hope with pez that oh okay this 2019 we're gonna see yeah, okay 2019 is definitely better but and maybe not okay 2020 oh it's a little bit worse 2021 hey you know what not that bad considering it's a season update but we keep feeling like this thing is gonna happen it just hasn't. And then the thing that actually happened was basically the rug getting pulled out from under us. And now we're left with with whatever this is. <laughs> so uh, I, I would love to be more hopeful. You know, I think, you know, these podcasts are good. We're going to, you know, try our best, keep making videos, really hope we can make some kind of um, dent. But I think this goes back to just how gaming has changed. I was talking to someone on Reddit about this with regards to NBA 2K. And they are just talking about, you know, the continued reliance on online. And the game is so much more gimmicky than it used to be. And it really, really just struck me back in the past offline, sold your game, right? You released your game. And if it was great, people bought it and there were no more updates. You had it for a year. So they had to make master league career mode, whatever you want to call it really good because it had to last you for a year and you had to be excited enough that you wanted to play it for the whole year that just does not exist anymore. So they would never yeah. focus on it anymore unless, and this is the one thing that I think possibly could work, is you do make a master lead, but it is actually quite expensive, right? So then maybe they are making the profits they want to make, and then they care about it enough that you know, they're going to focus on it. I think the one kind of hope we could have, I still, like I said, 1% really, the one hope we could have is if they are specializing different groups are working on different things now and the dlc for master league is its own thing if there is even if it's two developers but they are focused only on master league that we could actually get something where they're not being torn in five different directions trying to you know facilitate club stuff and do this and that but the chances that they have any team develop, uh, dedicated to master league is is very slim but i think that's the only hope we could have now that they want to get this free Stuff because I wanna give, you know, wanna give I wanna end on a positive note. I'm gonna give some kind of positivity here. Let's say the next five, six months, you know, they really focus on getting this cross-platform integration working, right? They they get it up and running, things are working smooth, then they can actually focus on Master League and it becomes a thing. I think that's really the last hope for this. But again, what at this point it we just sound like naive wishers really look at holding on to something from the past that just maybe it doesn't exist at all
0: anymore to them if you're charging for master league dlc it has to be good Is it, like i think adam batty said that like you can't charge 10 20 quid or dollars for master League dlc and it not and it just be a re, a reskin of 2021 it you know you would think it would have to be a substantial update to the mode to get people to buy it otherwise it just it just won't it'll flop no one will buy it i yeah,
2: don't know he did say
3: that yeah he did he did
2: I don't, I don't know how much they're going to like, make us charge for the game mode. That's another issue that I do have because of how good... I say how good. How good Master League was, how much memories we've had with the mode, how much it still means to a lot of us, whether we make content or not. Um. I don't know if they're going to use what we know as master league as a way to charge us a premium price with it being bare bones. That's the only thing I do worry about, about it. Um, yeah. But with, with, with what Adam said on his tweet, again, it falls on to a load of the other things that he has said in the past that yeah, hasn't I'm come sure. to fruition. But at the same time, you've got to think if you work for a company and they are paying you, you're not going to, ass- and he's got to sell the game. He's not going to say it's shit, is he? No. <laughs> he's going to try and hype it up as best as he can to make sure that there is going to be sales. I mean, it's just one of those things now where, as Terry's already mentioned, we are not the focus anymore, which I. I understand I get it i I actually accept the the route that we're going, but I will not completely accept that the online player base shouldn't be a thing anymore um and that's how it currently feels with how they've dealt with the the trail of the communication and like the roadmap um I'm certainly even though Konami are probably not gonna listen to anything that I do have to say. I'm not going to be one to shy away of saying what needs to be done to get the game mode better. I obviously do want the best for for Master League, but at the same time, I don't want to be paying a premium price for something that is completely bare bones. And that is currently what I do worry uh, about them making it a paid mode. Because essentially, when you look at it, buying a mode that you are in full control over In terms of, you you basically pay for what you want to play. And the control is in our hands now. If we want to go online, we can do it for free. If we want to play offline, we've got to pay. Fair enough. But the ball is still in the court of Konami, depending on how well that this big, large update that they said in last year's communication for Master League, that all falls on down to how how well it's going to be produced for us because we have been sold many lies on Master League in the past and the biggest recent lie to do with Master League was the Pez 2020 Master League Remastered trailer. They even called it Master League Remastered and when that trailer first hit, it looked like the best thing ever, but it yeah. it just basically was a, Just a a cutscene fest. And if we get something that is at least somewhat an improvement on 21, with a lot of community mentions from the past bringing its way into the game, then I will be happy in one way or another. But what they shouldn't be doing, or what I hope that they don't do, is just charge us a price based on our love of the mode and obviously nostalgia
0: yeah we just have to hope and we just have to see what happens next month um i'm sure we'll all be trying the game when it comes out
2: of course we are mate i i'm I'm definitely gonna try it like it's a lot of people are ready to quit you know pez or e-football now to go to fifa whereas for me i play both games every year like i'm I, I always have an open mind about things. Yeah, I get it. FIFA's not got the greatest of gameplays plays um, in majority of their installments. You can have sliders to tone down the experience, but you still do get that FIFA-ism of, like, gameplay in terms of, like, the unrealistic physics in some aspects and the amount of, like, rugby scores you can get in the game. And it's... It's okay, but like I said, I have an open mind. I play both games. I see the pros and cons in both games, and I'm not essentially quitting one game to go to another. And here's here's another thing with this free free to play model. Let's say me, um, Terry, and yourself, Cam. We all drive into the sunset. We quit Pez or eFootball, and we play FIFA. Twelve months down the line. Pez is this amazing, great game that everyone's been raving on about. The positive thing about that is we don't actually have to spend now to try it. So if we wanted to come back to a game that wasn't great before, the positive thing about it is we can all come back from our lovely holiday, I don't know, in the Caribbean or whatever, sipping alcohol and whatnot. We can all come back to this game without having to put a penny in and we can try it for the first time and be like, wow, Wow. this game is absolutely amazing. And then it's like, well, let's spend our money for master league. That's the positive thing that I do see about this free to play, um, model going forward. I do want to see what else they can add to it, but with the current roadmap, um, not excited, but, um, it's the master league news that I'm currently, uh, waiting for. Yeah. We can
0: only hope. And yeah. Um, We've been talking for over two hours now, so uh, we should probably call it a day soon. Uh, before we go, though, mm-hmm. I just want to quickly ask both of you, what is your favorite Pez memory?
2: I will let Terry go first because I think I've gone first on every question. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is a really good one. There's just one that comes to mind, honestly. it was um, It's just always been there. I was at my grandmother's house, like, over the summer in Trinidad and like, two... I can't even remember. It was Master League Real Madrid, and we were down 4-1. Uh, in That's back when I think the, the, the difficulty level were just the stars, I believe. And he, so I was on the highest difficulty. I remember being down 4-1. It was, like, 11 p.m. So she's sleeping, and I'm playing out in the living room. And... I score one, it's 4-2 in like the 83rd. I score another one. It's like 4-3 in the 86th or 87th. And then I scored in the 90th minute. And then in the 93rd minute, I made it 5-4. And I had to stifle my scream. I like ran around the house. Like to this day, I have that memory just etched. It's etched in my memory. But I just remember like that, one of those crazy mastery moments where i made this really improbable comeback. Because one of the beautiful things about Pez, even historically, was you might get the odd 5-4 game or 6-3 or whatever, but it felt so realistic based on how football really is. You know, you'd have that result, that random result every now and again, and then your next game might be nil-nil. So I remember just coming back at the end. I pushed everyone forward. I did a custom formation. I moved the players. I remember it so well. I just remember that euphoria when I scored that goal to get it was a league match in La Liga I was getting three points in the league but I just sprinted around like the entire house at like 11 p.m trying to tiptoe and not make too much noise um but yeah that's the kind of stuff I think the series has always been built on and it's the history of the series so I'm gonna try to remain hopeful you know like like Cam said if any if this really does become some kind of game a game that's constantly updated and constantly tweaked they don't have to worry about the yearly cycle so it's a bit more freeing and in a year it becomes a really good game that would be incredible and and i think all of us as long as we've waited we've already waited long enough if we had to wait another year and it actually ends up being that we'd be really really happy but that is my uh my pez moment that i remember really well
0: those are the moments the master league moments amazing um cam what about yourself
2: i think the best memories of pez I've had was uh, obviously back when I was younger. It was, I'd say between PES five and six, but I think they're both great in their own way. Um, But for me, the reasons why like the PES five and six era is, you know, the best for me is because the constant couch play that I used to have with um, my friend who lived in the same street as me, um, Obviously, there was no Ethernet play back then, or if there was, I didn't have internet. Um, Just constantly him coming over to mine, bringing his controller and and his game, and then vice versa. I'd bring my controller over to his. We'd play Pez. Um, The the editing, I'll never forget when I first found out when I was young that you could go in to the editing software, uh, the editing mode, And you can edit the boots so you can make your own makeshift Nike vapors. I used to love that and put the red and I think it was the white and red ones straight on Thierry Henry all the time. Like I'd spent so many time, uh, so many hours editing and those memories just last forever because... And the reason why I still play like the PC versions of them today, like PES6 original season, is because those memories that I had from my childhood have increased tenfold because all the teams, balls, stadiums, chants, um, they're all in there. So like my childhood experience comes full circle once again, but with an experience I never had when I was young because obviously all the, the licensing issues... Um, that we had uh, back in the day, and still that we have today. But yeah, Pez five and six. Not only was it a great game; it's probably one of my favourite footballing eras as well. Um, yeah, Zidane, yeah. R nine, Ronaldo, Cannavaro yeah. You had that fantastic Italy team from 2006. You also had that incredible uh, Brazil team as well from like 2002 to 2006. Such a special era for me in football and in gaming in general. And like Terry said, if you were going to go through like a 6-4 or like a 7-2 game, it didn't feel like it was unrealistic. All the goals that you felt in PES back in the day were all realistic and it all felt like the fundamentals of football were already there in that game because as Terry alluded to at the start of the podcast um as as soon as you find out what the go to tactic is or the meta as they call it now in like the in the FIFA games that's the known way that you can score and as Terry said earlier if you know that that's the way you can score by like doing a certain move or something you kind of stop yourself from scoring because you feel like you're cheating, but with Pez, everything just felt natural. The fundamentals of football was there. It was just all fun to play, and yes, it was probably the greatest time of my life, um, gameplay wise, yeah. for uh, Pez.
0: I think for myself, I'm gonna say, I think I'm gonna say Pez 13 Master League. Um, I used to play it with my uncle. He used to come down on the weekends and we had a Master League together, a co-op. And uh, one season we got a bit bored and basically what we did is we created a a player. We gave him a fake name, all that, and we put all his stats up to the max. <laughs> and we we made him a free agent. And I think at that time, if you made a player as a free agent, it would come in in the Master League as a free agent. And we thought, right, we're going to... Sign this player up and just have fun with him. All his stats, hundred and nine maximum. And uh, we create this player. We get into the master league. We try to sign him. Doesn't want to sign for us. Um, and he ends up signing for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, every single every single time we played Arsenal, he was running rings around us. We couldn't touch him. He was he was the greatest player ever. Greatest player ever. And. <laughs> It was unrealistic, but it was just, it was so exciting. You know, every season, the first game we look at was when we're playing Arsenal. And it would be a bit of a, like a rivalry, like, let's try and get one over Arsenal. Because um, that one player we created. So that really backfired on us. Uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I miss those moments.
2: But... I, th- I think that is probably the most unexpected, but well like rounded and such a positive way to end the podcast i did not expect that i thought you were gonna i thought i thought you i thought you were gonna say oh we signed our own player and we i don't know won the uefa champions league and he was top scorer but no he, he completely signed up for another team and smashed you every time he played against him <laughs>
3: every time yeah every time um
2: incredible oh, yeah
3: the good well, thing i'll say guys is we still have these games and it's actually something cam you've definitely reminded me of just on your channel and even the stuff you posted on evo web as much as you know what's going on now is a bit sad it is good to remember these games all still exist and in many different iterations you can go back and play them and the funny thing is obviously it's not the same as when you were a kid when you were a kid but the games themselves are, to be honest, I even look back now, I'm even more impressed when I look back at what they were doing back then. So we can still, you know, if anything, maybe this year is a time for a lot of Pez fans to delve into the past and um, play those games that were really well put together and made with us in mind, which is really, I think, the defining characteristic compared to uh, what we're dealing with now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, let's, let's call it a day
0: there. We've been going for, I think, two hours and a half now, nearly um mean
2: well, it's a good introduction
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it certainly is uh Pam and terry thank you so much for coming on um i'm a big fan of both of your content and channel so it's been really nice to talk to you both
2: it's been a pleasure
0: and yeah thank you for listening everyone
3: definitely thanks for having me guys no problem yeah, nice. <laughs> absolutely fantastical uh
2: i guess there'll be more of these going out soon with like different other uh, other people because i am willing to listen to any kind of pez podcast at the moment
0: yeah definitely like if there's any you, you don't even have to be a pez creator just even if you're a pez fan mm-hmm. or even if you're a fifa fan like come on and talk like, i'm i'm happy to talk about football games so if you're listening and you want to get involved just direct message me on twitter at pez rumors and um just come on and have a chat about about pez or fifa or or anything
2: incredible stuff well it's been a fun it's been amazing talking to you for two hours and thirty minutes exactly.
3: Yeah.
2: Um yeah. I. This
3: was therapy. This was therapy, guys. I could tell.
2: It, do you know what it was? It, <laughs> <laughs> it. was. I think it was a bit of. Uh, it was a bit of closure for Cam as well. I think he was hiding that Pej13 story and for quite a while about his player. <laughs> yeah. It
3: was. It was nice to. It was nice to let out. So thank you guys. <laughs> i want i need to know the name of this guy i think um cam we need to get uh, the arsenal kit from 2013 and get his name on the back uh, you need that, kit, that has to be a thing that happens
0: okay um <laughs> I, I might i might load up the old uh uh save file <laughs> but yeah thank you guys thank you for listening
2: anytime all
3: right guys take care The secret, guys, is uh, we should have learned Japanese years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I always always wonder if we as a community had decided post-PES 2013 to really invest in learning Japanese together and just created all this content in Japanese if it would have actually made a difference.